Welcome to Carefree and Conscious with me, Suzanne Wilson, the Carefree Medium. On today's Carefree and Conscious, how to alchemize anger, transmute anger into balanced energy. If you enjoy this type of content, be sure that you like and subscribe and share with your friends. And now, Carefree and Conscious, how to alchemize anger. What is alchemy? We hear this all the time, the alchemist. Alchemy, alchemy of dark into light. Um, The the most basic definition I know is alchemy has a a force that causes a change. And this change is greater than the sum of the parts of the original whole. Meaning, you know, here's the saying, when life gives you lemons, what? I can't hear you. Right. You make lemonade. But there's some important information to share here because there's a lot of anger floating around out there. Don't know if you've noticed. Don't know if you felt it. Or maybe you're one of those people that never gets angry. Then I'm really worried about you. So let's talk about anger. I see this, my own definitions in terms of a macro feeling of anger and a micro feeling of anger. And the macro to me is like a societal emotion uh, that you know, people are angry about the war. People are angry about gun violence. I feel that too. You probably feel that too. And then the micro is in your own home, in your own heart, and in your own auric field. And, um, but anger is anger. In fact, I think we need a definition of anger, even though we may think we know what it is. In a couple different dictionaries, we have a very similar definition. Anger is the strong feeling that you have when something has happened that you think is bad or unfair. Anger is a strong feeling of displeasure and usually of antagonism. And I think back when I see that word to one of my great teachers in mediumship and and spiritual studies, a fellow named Alan Arcieri in um, Cape Coral, Florida, where I lived for 16 years. And Alan said, antagonists can be your best teacher. You self-actualize aligning personality and soul by how you learn from dealing with people and situations that antagonize you. Makes a lot of sense to me. And I can tell you, I'm still learning. Other words would be annoyance, acrimony, animosity, enmity, exasperation, rage, vexation, and wrath which always reminds me of Star Trek, Wrath of Khan. What a word that is. That just sounds like I've got my sword and I'm ready to fight. And right now, having come through, being locked down and people being sick and dying and all the fear and then you know more fear piled on and piled on and piled on, we're in a period of time where my guides say people are cr- quicker to go to wrath, which is like the extreme anger, and we need help. And hopefully these things that they've had me write down for you will help. So the extremely angry, you might also be infuriated, irate, livid, seething, and this is going to lead us to the effects on your physical from being angry, furious, or even murderous. And we can talk all day about mental health issues, but I'm here on a specific mission to talk about our everyday 
anger that and the collective anger, the, the macro anger and the micro anger. So I think we're we're all on the same page, what we're talking about. We're not talking about just resentment or jealousy or envy. We're talking about these very strong emotions that can run through us as part of the human existence. And here's some of the chronic health effects. So high blood pressure can lead to heart attack, stroke, believe it or not, type 2 diabetes. Yeah, I read that yesterday and I was shocked. There's a, a couple of studies about the etiology of how chronic anger can lead to type 2 diabetes, which we know can be very, very serious. It weakens your immune system. It can cause TMJ disorder or exacerbate at the very least because we're holding ourselves tightly. You know, you, you hear that saying somebody's tightly wound or um, they're uptight. And don't take my word for it. Look at the Journal of American Medical Association. It's jamanetwork.com forward slash journals and just type in anger. You're not going to believe all the studies that are out there. You think you already know this, but we just know the tip of the iceberg. Now, outside of the internal health, there's self-injury from an impulsive action. I can remember one time I was staying in a hotel and it was barefoot. And um, I was talking on the phone and the person was really ticking me off. And I just stomped around that hotel and not being familiar with where I was, I ran toes first into um, a leg of a chair and broke two toes just because I was getting myself all worked up and just sort of stomping around. So that's a, that's a form of self-injury. You might hear people who put their hand through drywall. And, or driven really fast, had an accident. And then there's the self-soothing. People can cut themselves for many reasons, but anger is part of this. There's uh, all kinds of addictions and violence that can result. I think we're all having inflation because of things that are going on in the world. And it just kind of piles on for us because there's a spiritual effect, alienation, feeling defensive and unhappy. And that's the spiral that I've seen it. I've seen it with, I've seen it more in the last couple of years than I, I think, oh boy, since, uh, since this, since the real estate bubble burst in 2008, I saw a lot of it then people worrying about their retirement plans and things like that. Um, and I think this past couple of years, is even worse though. And I'll be giving you good news about this shortly, but just bear with me because if we don't talk about our hurting, we can't heal it. It delays the alchemy. It delays the change. So about feeling happy and happiness, that's a moving target, I think, because happiness, you know, that saying happiness is an inside job uh, it truly is. But if we have a goal like, well, when this war in um, Ukraine is over, I'll feel better. I'll, I'll be happy. When I get that job, when I get a grandchild, when the inflation comes back down, then I'll feel happy. When I go on that next vacation, I'll feel happy. When I see that I have a little money left over this month, I'll feel happy. And so when we're pushing our calm and peace and feeling content into the future, we're spiraling. Breathing exercises such as 7-11 breathing. 7, 1, 2, 3, 4, 
five, six, seven, that's the end, and 11. I can only get to nine right now. But when I first started doing this, is about two years ago, I started trying this one, or maybe three. Eh. I can only get to five or six on the out breath the first time I tried it. It would take me 10 or 12 breaths to get to 11. I'm at nine, just sitting here talking to you. I'm at nine, which is great because if I can do three of those seven, 11 breaths, I can activate my parasympathetic nervous system and I'll have this pretty similar effect to getting a full body massage. Not bad, right? Um, the moon mudra, which I'm going to show you a little bit later, is a way of holding your hands that activates the energy centers in the body to let go of excess energy. And when you're doing it with just regular breaths, regular even breaths or deep cleansing breaths, it is highly effective. We'll do that at the end. Just the realization that you really don't control anything. Okay, you control very little. <laughs> but this illusion that you control anything is just that, it's an illusion. We like to feel powerful and we are, but not in the material physical world. What drove this home to me was in 1989, um, barely missing death and uh, in Hurricane Charlie in Cape Coral, Florida. And um, going like four or five days without electricity, it's 99 degrees and 99% humidity and being awake in the middle of the night and watching a transfer outside my window just explode and fall down and nobody being able to get to our house um, because of debris. And I'm like, I went, man, we have control of nothing. And um, in, in that exact moment of sitting there thinking that and just trying to breathe at night because it's so heavy. And I just had this thought of, I'm so grateful. I'm just so grateful that I've made it this far, <laughs> you know? So realize you're not in control. And the expectations that you have, if you cannot attach so much to, you know, an event you're planning or what you expect back from someone, or I'll do this for them, but I'm hoping they do that for me. Um, just if you can let go of expectations and know it, it's, pro it's probably won't go your way, then you can be pleasantly surprised when it does. The timeouts, everybody knows this, go for a walk go for a run, remove yourself from the situation, write it all down, what you wish you could say, shred it, burn it. Count to 10 is never enough for me. I count to 50 or 100. But the question to ask yourself when you're doing that is, what's really getting me here? Um, and one very, very effective tool for that is um, EMDR. And so you can Google EMDR and check that out. If you have a past trauma and something triggers you to anger or fear in your life, you may discover it and heal it fairly quickly. Post-traumatic stress disorder has been healed very quickly with EMDR, with soldiers from combat. And then ask yourself, if I die today, does this crap really matter? How much does it matter? How much does it matter tomorrow? How much does it matter next week, a month from now, on my deathbed? Um, that right there, folks, can diffuse anger. I'm telling you, that is helpful, hopeful, and healing stuff. And remember that ripple effect. So the anger around you lingers in, in the energy and it can spread out. And somebody who comes across that 
It's like running into a wall of spiritual dust bunnies, I call them. It's stagnant, unhealthy energy. It can create more anger. So let's flip that now. The good news is kindness to yourself, thoughts, words, and actions, kindness towards others, thoughts, words, and actions also ripple out and people can feel that and react to that. So I want you to try and experiment next time you go in a grocery store or um, even you can even do the dentist's office where people are really wired up um, with anxiety. I want you to pick somebody and see yourself opening the doors to your heart and sending light from your heart to theirs. And when I do this, and I just, I was at the motor vehicle department, or most of you will call it DMV, it's MVD here, which is so strange. Um, but the DMV, MVD, whatever, I had an appointment to go there to get that new Arizona State ID card. Turns out I couldn't get it because I left one of my four IDs required at home. But as I stood in line, there were so many people like, like this. They had that angry monkey face. like, And so I just started one by one doing, you know, they don't know I'm sending them the heart energy, but I'm doing it. I'm meaning it. I want them to feel better. And I want the energy around me to feel better. It's not all for them. Right. And one lady turned to me and said, Oh, you have such pretty hair. And I'm like, that was my worst hair day ever. But um, (laughs) have a spiritual practice, have a way of getting up in the morning. If you can stay away from your phone and the news for your first half hour, you're off to a good start. If you put yourself in a cone of light or a bubble of protection, you're off to a good start and know your triggers, know your limits. And by using those tools that you see, the ones that people put in the chat box and things that you try out, you get to know yourself and you are aligning your personality, you're aligning your soul, and you're going to live a much less triggered and angry life and feel much more loving towards yourself, much less um, anxious towards new situations, changes, or the unexpected, because you have control of nothing. And there's one constant in the world. And that is that the source, God, mother, father, God, the source loves you and it dwells within you. You are the light. That is the presentation. And um, we're going to do right now, we're all sitting in the light. And we're going to try this moon mudra. And this says your right hand makes an okay like this. Right hand, O, and that's my thumb and my forefinger. Your left hand is your pinky and thumb. So maybe, Diane, can you type that in for us? Right hand is the index finger and the thumb. These three fingers are together, right hand. And I remember the, the, the moon to get rid of energy, going to the moon is okay. You're making an okay, right? Right hand is the pinky and the thumb together. And just rest your hands, palms up in your lap, close your eyes. Just take one huge, big breath in and let this breath out. And you can just keep doing a couple little breaths. I'm going to start answering questions. And when you're, you feel like that's, that's done, that's enough, you can let go. You would just reverse this if you want to build up energies and do the sun mudra. Just reverse it. Just the other way. The left hand would be the okay hand and the right hand would have the, the thumb and pinky. Okay. I'm going to see you guys soon, I hope. 
in the pendulum class or here next month or group reading or online. We have classes pre-recorded for streaming online. I would love to see you anywhere. And I'm sending you love with a capital L. That's love from my heart to yours. Love from Carefree. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.